Back and better than ever. It's Greeny. No, it's not. <laughs> it's still, it's still Cap and JP. Cap, you're supposed to lead this. Let's yeah. go. Come on. Look at uh, Here we go. 10 a.m. Here we go. Clock. It's your show. You're off the clock. Now, I'm off Cap. the clock. It's no, your it, show. It's up to you to pass off the baton. Yeah. I already did or you pass off you the baton. You never ran I said, in track and Bla- field? I said Black and Abdallah are next. The hand's out, right, JP? Yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to. Then we. Then Chris starts it at noon Yeah. when Carmen and Yurko Welcome come in. Welcome to Carmen and Yurko. And Here's Carmen and Yurko. Carmen starts it I've already said that. I said to JP, a lot of fun. You have to deal with yeah, I deal with this nonsense every day. Oh, please. Wow. You guys, wow. listen, you guys, I got history with these two. I've known JP Back for... a day. Yeah, over a decade. ICB, yeah. the bay, like, early the days. school down the street, uh, Chicago's game night with Jonathan Hood. Oh, man, those Some nights. Bears post games, too, yeah, right? Bears yeah, Bears Yeah, some Bears post games in there. JP, we were just joking, like, two weeks ago about... Do you remember they used to start the night show at 7.30 at night? Yes. After... An hour and a half of recorded programming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And was, that was you and Jonathan. Yeah, man. It was uh, the, one of the coolest times to be able to be on the air when I first got like that real taste mm-hmm. of not just being on with Carmen Sylvie. Well, yeah. then I remember, yeah, didn't right, they give right. Hoodie like a baseball show? Well, no. Everyone six, had. And everyone then like, had a, to... a month later, they're like, if forget that, you're going to go to mornings. Well, well yeah, that, that was that was much sooner. That was uh, yeah. in recent times. We're talking about like 15 years ago. Yes. We're talking this about like when we first back. started. Way How old were you guys when you started here? Like 23, 24, I was, uh, 22. Yeah, I was... Same age Jake is. It was 2005. So whatever that wow. is. Yeah, 2005, wow. 2006. Yeah, I'm, That's when we were in. 38 here. now, so... Yeah. I was just... I was just leaving Tennessee at that time, and I went yeah. to Canada in 07. Goodness... Yeah. Right. A long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was there with Trustman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, I've known JP <laughs> now for, for two kids. When he, I remember when oh, you Jim, came in and told us that you... Was, being, yeah. My son was being born. Yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah, so it's been... crazy. It's been forever. But now it's good times, man. We've all... Look at all of us. Right? Like, How did we get right? here? How did we get here? Pretty good. <laughs> Hard work, I do, man. I, I do like you keeping Cap on task today and, and, and you know, How do you expressing treat you your today? opinion. Was it good? About the Bears and how many wins they're going to have, even though we don't have any moves, we don't have any draft picks, and we don't have a schedule yet. Yeah, I have a hard time doing that. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, not keeping Cap in line. It's just I have a hard time without moves being made to say they're going to win this many games. Right. We, we have well, no clue. Here's what I can say. For myself, is that if they don't win seven or eight games and they're not in that in the hunt graphic yes. towards the end of the season, if Kornacki's not on you know Sunday Night Football yeah. moving them around and stuff, <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed because we, we've seen what Fields can do. And, if you, and we've seen through a stretch of games, they were putting up 35 points a game. Yes. They were top five offense in the NFL. Add some pieces on defense, and you can compete. That's exactly they're the, what the I want them to be. What the Lions were last year: compete, win some games, win some games. If you guys can see no, Kevin's I mean, face right now, they, they can see it on Twitch. He's yeah. Debbie Downer. If you over here, really I get truly it. believe that's a top five offense for a season in the NFL. You no. seriously I'm, need to be drug I'm giving tested. you statistics for a stretch of games, starting with the Patriots game through the Jets game when before Justin was hurt. They were a top five offense. 
They were putting up 35 points a game. They were a. You can look at the numbers and I can show you. That took place. They were a top five offense. That was unsustainable the way they were playing a. But they were. Unsustainable? Yes. A quarterback was doing it all for like six games. What do you mean unsustainable? Unsustainable. And he is. You're you're out on fields. No. That's what it sounds like. They need to get him. Offensive linemen. They okay. need to get him weapons. And then you've got to have a completely overhauled defense so that they don't run the ball down your throat and you limit your time of possession. They are so far from being a contending team, it's laughable. Now, I love Justin Fields. They have the number one pick. I hope they use it intelligently. They got cap earlier? space. But uh, it, it is a long, long way from yeah, He was a little I'm not saying they're out. making the playoffs. I just want them to be comp- competitive, be in the hunt. They were uh, competitive in games last year. Yeah, they. No. How many one score games did they, they, they lose? They, no, they were. But I don't want just to be in the hunt. It's either or. It's either okay. you're going to be bad or you're going to be a playoff team. But Building you, something for the future, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I and I don't see that if happening. If I told you they could go seven season. or ten, seven and ten, but look okay, or four and thirteen, but Justin plays well. Which one are you taking? Seven and ten. I'll take four and thirteen. You need to learn. You've been on teams. You need to learn how to win. 7 and 10 doesn't teach you anything. It does. It teaches them how to win games. We talked about it towards the end of the season. I want Marvin Harrison I feel like Yurko during the season. You can get that and still be good. In the post game talked about that a lot. Right. About losing and like a team that's, they're starting to learn how to lose. Like, I get it. But you, you know what helps you win? Studs on that really roster, good freaking dude. players. Sure. Really good players, dude, can change things around so oh, quick. I mean, Man. as we're sitting here today, you look back to the start of last offseason. Did anyone expect Jacksonville to make the playoffs? No. I think the answer would be no, right? No. But they made some moves in free agency. They had mm-hmm. some drafted players who played well. And obviously their quarterback took another step. Mm-hmm. Why can't that be duplicated here? I'm not giving you Philly. I feel like Philly is easy to point to Jalen Hurts and say if Fields could be Hurts, then maybe things are going to work here. But look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville did it with some cap space and some draft picks, and they were competing. They were a playoff team. Why why can't that happen? And if you're smart enough in the draft this year, you can position yourself to get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Because if you trade back and True. get there's a there's a couple mock drafts out there that have them getting a couple first round picks next year. If you end up with three first round picks in 2024, all you have to do is trade up. You don't have to be bad. You don't have to have five wins, or four wins. You could have eight wins and trade up. That's there, the there's going to be a bigger problem if they have four wins next season. Justin Fields Eberflus isn't the guy. Will be fired. No, he and will not. Fields is not the, the guy. Fi- the field. Yeah, well, that's what I said. They're the I, same I, guys, and I'm not bashing you for this because you're not alone. We can go down this road if you want. If you want Thursday to be weird. That when I said this is a three to five win team, well, then Justin's not the guy. Here we are in a three win team. Everyone believes Justin is the guy. It happens again, though. Yeah, then he's not the guy. It's going going to shed more light on him and people saying, eh, maybe he's not. We all saw December. It's hard not to, right? In this day and age with quarterbacks, they're not only supposed to be the leaders, the faces of the franchise, they're also supposed to win you games. If they have three or four wins, we're talking about trading up for Caleb Williams. Yes. Yeah, that's, absolutely. that's what Maybe. We will that's be. what we're doing. I yep. mean, also, you have to consider, December, the team let him down. Yeah. He didn't let the team down. Look at who was out there offensively around Justin Fields in December. Byron Pringle. I could have went out there. Seriously. Listen, I'll say... At wide receiver. At wide receiver. And and running running some balls. I'll tell people this. 
off the air when the Twitch camera's off, JP gave me a hug. The dude could still play. Oh, of course. The dude is built. He's a beast. The dude is I built. Are you that. still doing the, the you used to do yes. it on Instagram all the yeah. time? Are you still doing the, I still the, do, I still the, do dude, that. He's on like, it's he's called on an Indo board. Yeah, he's okay, on a board yeah. like this yeah, yeah. that's on like a barrel, and he's balancing it's for and, your core. and lifting, and he's like, "Oh, dude, it's nuts!" Like <laughs> you're gonna, like you're strength. gonna go play, all core like you're gonna go play tomorrow. But he's I a feel, beast. I feel for Justin because at first, at the beginning of the year, what everybody was talking about this season, well, they're not using the right way. Mm-hmm. They had to do what they had to do with him. And switch things around a little bit. And that became seeing a young man run the ball that, like, I've never seen him do that at, at, at any no. level. No. Not he like that. He wasn't that guy at Ohio State. But he, he was a passer. But he, he didn't need to be. He didn't have to be because yeah. they can, it's easier to scheme when you got n- 17 one. five stars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Three number one picks lining up at wide receiver, so, of yeah. course. So maybe you need to do that at this level now for him. But what I'm saying is I don't think that's feasible in one offseason. No, it's not. No, it's but, not necessarily like feasible to get them into the playoffs and like have them win a playoff game. But it is feasible to go out and get your number one wide receiver if you can. It is feasible. Like if you want, if the Bengals make T. Higgins available, you could trade for T. Higgins. You're gonna have to give what up if they something. Ask you okay. for next year's number one you, pick. Bro. You doing that? For next year's number one pick? T. Higgins is worth a number yeah, one pick. he absolutely is. Because look at the market. A.J. He's Brown was a number worth, one pick. He's not worth the number one Diggs overall pick. was a number pick. one pick. No, but, but he's, he's worth the number one. one. So they yeah. say, we want the Bears 2024 number one pick. Sure. You're doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love T. Higgins. Because if the Bears go 6-11, and 5-12... and 12, but they're not I'm going to get top ten. If they get T. Higgins, they're not going to do that. I'm calling challenge on this. So you were telling me... That the only way you're in on this is if this is a Super Bowl contending team with moves that you're not you're not looking no, no, for not any progress to get to the next point. Yeah, I said I think, but the next point him. is I, some form of progress to get to the middle. I yeah. think they the win six. You have games. to get to the middle before they you win get to the top. I, I think they win six games. But if you add players to then propel you in the following season, like this is all about the year after. This upcoming I season, agree, I agree yes. with you. That's the year they have to contend. I've been telling Contends everybody. What it is. So I'm if you're in, if in you're the in, NFC, what do you to go to the Super Bowl? What what are we contending for? We're not playing yeah, for. I don't, uh, I don't think the twenty twenty and Rice Krispie treats. I don't think the twenty four I mean, Bears are contending to go to the Super but, Bowl. Yeah, but that's what that's how you have to you're, build. You are twenty five. No, 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 no. This is not timetable. trust the process. You get five years for rebuild. This is the NFL. Cap, you're okay. a huge Lions Dude. fan. They're your team. You've you said touched it. the bottom you right said, back up. You said my Lions on this radio station many times. What do you think Lions fans would have rather had last year? Do you think Lions fans are happy with that they made progress, that they have a real offense, that they need to fix some things on defense, they believe they have their quarterback, whether you like Jared Goff or not? Do you think they would have rather just had a two-win season last year, or do you think they see a team that's like, hey, that's a team that everyone else in the NFC is now worried about because they're actually putting something together? That's what the Bears need to be. You can't say, we as a Lions fan. years behind the Lions. No, they're not. Light- oh, they're oh not. I disagree. They're oh, not. my God. Okay. Okay. They have well, a better step, quarterback. Step one. Who has they have the, maybe the number one offensive line in football. Congrats. Okay. Where'd that they get got them? two first round picks, one in the top ten Who this year with a ton of cap space. They got a hell of a good running back room. They got a Monroe St. Brown and Jamison Williams, who we don't have anyone close okay. to on, either of on, those dudes. On, they on. got two wide receivers. You, they got that. Aiden Hutchinson, you, who's a beast as a rush. Would you trade oh, this please. offense for the Bengals offense? Would I trade which offense? Would you trade the Bears offense for the Bengals offense? The Bears offense for the Bengals. Say yes. Would you say? Would you take <laughs> say the Bengals yes. offense today? Yes. Yes. Okay. They had like the twenty-second rank offensive line. 
last year. Okay. They had a horrible offensive Joe line. Joe Burrow's better than Justin Fields. I understand that. You know Their that. running game's better than our running game, and they no, have they three receivers that are better than anyone that's on our team. The best running game in football oh, last whatever. year. Okay. They did. Wait, whatever. They, and trade for T. Higgins, get one of their wide receivers, add another wide receiver in the draft, and you've got the you've got the Bengals offense. I'm running out today out in the suburbs. There's this place. It's called the Grove. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, first no. row of trees is offensive line trees. You just pick them. And then you go to the next row of trees, and there's wide receiver trees. Yeah, which way are the number one wide receiver trees? Right over there. When did shrubbery uh, come into this? Yeah, I, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It I is think, a multi-year I, I, process. The point but, is that if you have the play, though, you don't need to be perfect. Like, you don't have to have the best everything. The team that wins the Super Bowl doesn't have the best offensive line and the best wide receivers and the best defense and the best special teams and the best. No, they have they have they're flawed in everything. We're the, flawed yeah. in every area except quarterback. Maybe the defensive backfield room is solid, still needs another corner. Oh, the running back room is straight. David Montgomery probably won't be here, according to Field Yates. And I would say half their offensive line is good. Well, maybe. I mean, let's say they don't go after Josh Jacobs or or, or Saquon Barkley. Let me ask you a question. If Saquon Barkley called you and said, I'm not looking to reset the room. The Giants are not going to sign me because they're giving Daniel Jones $45 a year. I'll come in there at... Would have picked the number eleven million a year. Are you signing him? Eleven mil? No. Twelve mil? Are you signing him? No, I'm not. Nope. No offense, JP. I don't pay running backs. I, yeah. With my oh, team, man. No offense. Nah, sorry. No offense. I love I, you, but I just that's can't. not a lot, though. I can't. I'd rather give Montgomery like if you want to win. I am I am with you because I said that from the beginning. Yeah. I said that from the right. beginning that if you're going to pay some four five mil to David Montgomery, keep him around. And everybody else, a lot of people were saying, but what what Saquon brings to the table? David want, is, wants is some, a lot more than four or five. I, I'm just, not, I know. I'm just saying. But if you if you can yeah. find a way to come to some agreement, there some terms, a hometown discount. Yeah, it's going to be where tough. Is LC, where else is he going to get more money than that? Well, here's the thing, though. Nowhere. So Mike Clay on ESPN.com had his ran, his running back rankings of where he thinks dudes are going to get paid. Montgomery was third of like the third best. Like he's the yeah. third best running back money? in free agency. How much did they say? He, he doesn't give money. He was just ranking them by tiering system. He's the so, number yeah. one running back in the second tier. What would you give him? To, to be honest, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I would bother just draft another running would, back. I would like draft the third another or running round. back. Khalil so Herbert is my starter. Yeah, and you just turn the position into a rotating. Every two or three years, you get two new guys in there. And I mean, unless JP, you want to switch your number to a running back number, but still be a wide receiver. That's cool with me. You want to pull need, a sky more? Then that's you, fine. I'm, I'm I don't need you. to spend fourteen million on Saquon Barkley when I have Justin Fields. And I know he's yeah. not a running back, but he does get a lot of those yards. But we, but you want to pres- preserve him, yeah, though. for I know. sure. With Khalil Herbert, another guy that I draft. But I'd rather spend on a third or a fourth wide receiver I'm, than give money to you a running overhaul back. your offensive line. And that, and I think that, that, that's only, incorrect not, too. Not only they were the over, number one rushing team in the NFL with this offensive line. Oh they were the running the run game. <laughs> they the, were. You're arguing the run game like was facts. not an issue. Take, it's not. take Justin's rushing out of it and. Tell me where but that... you can't. Okay. He ran those yards. So how okay. many of the five guys that started this year, how many starters do they change on their offensive right. line? But a Wait. lot of those rushing yards also came on passing plays. Like, Please. scrambles are still passing plays. Who Who's the team in the NFL that only runs the football with only running backs? None of them do. Give, My give question the is, team. how many new starters the will they have on their offensive line? Three, maybe? Yeah. Three. Minimum. No, Braxton Jones is good. Tevin Jenkins is good. Why? Why do you need to replace those two? Those okay, were great. So there's three three new starters. I if said they have three. This, such good Maybe offensive two. line. I would think 
Oh, hell, we don't need yeah, it. But I, I, I think the flaw with this conversation is, like, the entire league needs help on the offensive line. There's Except like the two Eagles or three teams that are it. very yeah, good. That's it. Everyone else is trying how, to figure it out how, as they go. How How is that possible? Because with, with, with all these wide receivers. Yeah, but yeah, with yeah, all these will, offensive well, linemen because, from like the Big Ten, like I would go to the Big Ten and that would be there or SEC and just yeah. say, you know what? I'm going to pick yeah. my offensive linemen from here and, and we're good. You know why? Let's go. Because you've got dudes like Jalen Carter coming out every single year that are better than the offensive lines that come out. Well, I, I think it's like also like dudes are Jalen Carter matters, right? Yeah. Staying healthy, yeah. like yeah. a five five man unit that can stay healthy for more than half of the season. That's rare. So, yeah. I, like a lot of the problems for most of these teams is like someone gets hurt and there's no depth. And then once you have to sub one guy in, then the the offensive line starts to get leaky, and it, like you have to compensate. At least the way that that's what I've gathered from yeah. watching it is that it's there's no the patchwork on an offensive line is so difficult to it replicate. Is from the starting group that you start with in training camp because it's so difficult. But you're right. You would think that there's enough bodies to make it work. But And and to me, in the whole conversation, it's way more important to get a number one wide receiver than to fix the offensive line. Mm -hmm. That is objective number one. And I disagree with you. You would take it. I'm watching football in 2023. That's the the problem. So if I told you you're picking it, you trade back and you're at number four. And you have two equally graded guys. You've got the number one left tackle, and you go, that guy's a beast. He's an all pro. Number one wide receiver. Who are you taking? Oh, not the, well, we're not taking the defensive wide. player. Yeah, four. we're taking the defensive player. No, no we're, we're not. We're, no, we're no, he's just, I'm not. He's, he's just deep. saying those two positions. You take the wide receiver. I, no, I take the line. Take the wide this receiver. happened in the NFL two years ago. Yeah. The Bengals took Chase over Sewell, and they went to the Super Bowl. It, that, like it's that doesn't right count. There. Okay, that doesn't uh, matter. We will agree to disagree. I'm taking the offensive line. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Who I'm, are you taking? I I always go. If you tell me I have a stud offensive lineman, yeah. that's who I'm taking. I'm, I'm taking. I think. I, I think it's it's uh, if it's, it's a left tackle. Well, it's a different conversation me. because I think that in this draft, yes, there's. Not. I'm probably taking the offensive yeah, so lineman, tackle, yeah, right? Because there's yeah. not that number but next big... year because everyone is so enamored with Marvin Harrison Jr. You're probably taking the wide receiver. Yes, yeah, see, it, it's all. Like, it's different, it right? Depends it, on the year it depends on the year. And who's there. It's yeah. not every year is separate. Like, I can't say, like, this year. That's why. Okay, that's, so, so change the question to nine. You move back to Carolina's spot Ooh. at nine. Wide receiver. You know what? I want to ask this question. I wish we could ask Justin what he would want. Wide well, that's a good question. You should right? text him. Right? Can you text he him? Was asked. Let him know? He said Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm part yeah, of my he take said wide week. receiver. He said oh, he wants his one. friend. I know. <laughs> And he's a good. I'm player. just thinking about if you, so is the offensive lineman out of Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, they're friends. You know, I don't think they're those, friends too. Those dudes. It, it's keeping your quarterback upright is to me number one. I I just don't want him to have to keep but taking look at, crazy hits. Look at what the Chiefs. And I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying look at what the Chiefs did in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes on 90% of his throws, got the ball out in under two and a half seconds. You can scheme around a bad you offensive scheme. line. You, 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 you can. You literally can. But you got to have but you someone. Need, you need someone like Travis Kelsey. That's yes. the, your X factor. Who, who even in 
defensive schemes are trying to stop and what did the Chiefs do un- when they lost to Tampa? They completely overhauled their offensive line and said that was the death knell of our team. But they still had yeah, but a shaky Tampa offensive Bay, line. But they were going up against them. Tom Brady can't move. Their front seven was They crazy. went up against the, the best defensive no, no. front in the I'm NFL about the in the Chiefs Super Bowl. when they yes. lost. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, li- listen, I think um, in this debate, you can find an example to fit either, either side. side. Mm-hmm. So, yes, in one game, correct, the, the Buccaneers had a great pass rush and they were able to get after Mahomes. It disrupted the entire thing for them. Totally agree with you. But I think in the long term, Mahomes is kind of one out, no? Yeah. Where, where are the Bucs now? And where are the Chiefs now? The Bucks are selling. The Chiefs are going to be the Super the Bucks Bowl favorites next year after winning this year. This year. Yeah. Dude, but he's he's so good. Yeah, no, I know. That's but the hard part. At the same time, if you crazy have the wide receivers good. that can catch the ball and you can get the ball out in two and a half seconds, yeah. you can scheme around that. They didn't allow a single pressure to the best defensive line in the NFL, which is crazy to me. Like you can you can make crazy. it work. All right, Cap, we gotta go. Uh, before we go, though, I, I was people are tweeting me. There's something about Trubisky earlier today. What happened? Were you? What'd you say? Every, did everything? What'd you say? Was okay? Did everything all right Trubisky? with Trubisky? I think we even That's something about. about yeah, we it. Did. It, says, it says Cap yeah. downplaying his love of Mitch by saying he was only showing support of Pace's conviction in the pick. Uh, I actually yeah, never said that. I said I loved the fact that, that he we had a GM that had conviction and went and got his guy. Unfortunately, it just he wasn't didn't. The right it wasn't guy. the right guy. And well, that's why he works I, for Atlanta. I okay. don't know if it wasn't the right so, guy. It's just he wasn't the right guy. He was not the right guy. You, you told me early he wasn't the right I, guy. I know. Hey, I just, hey, I, 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 you I, don't have to be nice to everybody. I'm not trying to be nice. I just believe that he... That, that is me. You are too nice to everybody. You don't have to be nice to everybody. Mr. Trubisky's not listening. Well, he might listen to Cap and Company. He might. <laughs> I just remember. Doesn't exist no, I know, but today it does. I'm saying yeah. today he might be listening. <laughs> I remember early on, you had me over on TV, and and I was like, GP, I don't, I just don't see it with with Mitch. You're like, you just gave me a smile, like yeah. that's why he's so nice. <laughs> JP is the firm believer. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just smile. Just smile. And he's like, yeah, about that. I still got my Miss jersey at home, though. That's good. I mean, good to listen, see you, you got to do something. You got to use something to clean the dishes off, you don't you? To, you guys oh, are the best, man. Hey, see always good. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good combo. You too. Enjoyed it. You guys are the best. You too. It We're, was a lot of fun, man. Thank We're on guys. next. All right. Black and Abdallah, We're up. <laughs> Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Oh, that was fun. How about that? Fucking Abdallah in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I have a limp mic. Oh, do you? You got an issue there? I don't know. How about a little blue chew? A little promo code ESPN? Where's Eric? Eric, I need a screwdriver. I need a flathead. All right. You going to be okay here? Yeah, I'll be all right. You got like a dime or something? No, just hold it. Hold the mic. This is really going to throw you off. All right. We might as well make it. One place to uh, start. In for Greeny, Black and Abdallah. Only one place to start. Only one place to start. Abdallah has a limp mic. Go ahead, Abdallah. Give us your thoughts. I got a limp mic. (laughs) There's only one one, one way to fix it on one place to start. Nope, that's not going to work. That's not going to fit in there. That's okay. I'll figure it out. I'll deal with it. Won't be the first time. (laughs) 
That's it? <laughs> you got nothing on this? What? This is where you wanted to start. No, it's not. With your limp microphone. Did you get it up already? <laughs> wow. Won't be the first time. It's killing me. <laughs> See? See, the, key is, the key is self-deprecation, guys. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's start here. We were just talking uh, football and running backs with Jared Payton and David Kaplan for Crosstalk. What a spirited uh, crosstalk that was. That was a debate. Good. Spirited debate. Good. Yeah. Uh, I saw this on ESPN.com earlier today. The 2023 NFL free agent running back tiers. We briefly touched on this, but stacking the top 16 names in free agency when it comes to running backs. Tier one, Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back. He will be 26 this season. Uh, he's a free agent. He's available tier one. Tier one also has Josh Jacobs, the running back from the Raiders. He's 25. And then we move to tier two where we find David Montgomery. He'll be 26 this season for the Chicago Bears. Should the Bears pay David Montgomery to keep him in the mix here on ESPN.com? He's rated as the third best running back on the open market. I don't. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. What's well, going now on? Fixed, You're now moving I'm the, camera. the camera. Well, now You've I'm got fixing a the camera. Microphone. What, How's the what's camera happening? look? You tell me. How does the camera it look looks now? Looks fine. Okay. We're talking football. Uh, here's here's my problem. It depends on the money, right? Like, yeah, I w- I like David Montgomery. He's a good player. I've liked his time with the Bears, but I'm not going to spend ten million dollars on a running back. There's too many other positions where I'd rather spend the money. If you could tell me that, hey. We'd love to trade for T. Higgins, but we paid David Montgomery, so we can't. You guys got to understand, too, that like a couple of these guys are up for uh, contract extensions. Is it time to extend Darnell Mooney? Is it time to extend Jalen Johnson? Is it time to extend Cole Komet? Like, all those guys are going into the last years of their deal. They should be up for contract extensions. And I would argue that right now, they're the cheapest they're ever going to be. If Darnell Mooney goes out and has himself a year and stays healthy, he's just going to want to command more money, and maybe you end up not signing him. If everybody likes Cole Komet here, he would be a true hometown discount. He's from here. He's a Bears fan. Montgomery wouldn't be a hometown discount. It would be a team-friendly deal. Let's argue semantics here for a second. Cole Komet would be a team for a, a, a hometown discount, which I'm fine with. Sign him. He had a great season last year for the Bears. He's one of the, te- the the players that I said, let's you know see how he does with a new offense and with a new regime coming in, and he performed well. Montgomery, to me, is I'm never a fan of paying running backs, but if he does want to take a team discount to stay with the Bears, to play with Justin Fields, to play behind a new revamped offensive line, then fine. But I'm not giving him $10 million. The other two running backs on the list that are in Tier 2 would be Miles Sanders, the Eagles running back. He had a great season getting all the way to the Super Bowl as they were one of the best running teams in the NFL. And then also Tony Pollard, the running back from the Cowboys, who was also a part of one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL as well. I, I think both of those running backs would place ahead. Of David Montgomery, to be honest. Oh, absolutely they would. And I, that's why they're in the, the tier one. But I don't... They're tier two. Or tier two, I mean. Yeah, it's, I don't... Wait, what's what's happening over there? No, listen. I, are we okay? Yeah, I'm fine. The Twitch is saying you look short as well. Well, yeah, because what's of happening? the... What's happening? Should we JP's, just restart JP's, this whole thing? JP's a tallman. Uh, he played in the NFL. A uh, tallman? He played, yeah, he's a tallman, yeah. Okay. And here's the problem. When I move yeah. the camera... That's why the camera's moved. Like, if you look at the camera, look at the camera right now on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESP1000 Chicago, right? Like, the, the, it's level. So, like, the signs are level. The, 
the the bar at the bottom is level where it yeah. changes from gray to red right there that's level right yeah. the problem when people come in and they move it it's they do because what? they move they move the camera they move this thing they move yeah. this camera thing as it's going to be shaking here for a second they move it so they don't you know because there's a there's a height thing they don't want to seem as short i would say so to me i just i don't care i want it to look good and i i, I am where i am Shay Norling and Jay Cantu producing today's show. Guys, are, are we okay? Is everything okay here? I'm doing fine. But yeah, he's, I think you're saying Cap moves the camera down to not look short, right? Well, he hasn't been sitting here. What happens, actually, if you really want to know what we want to get into it, is Waddle no, we usually set something know. here and it pulls. So you're blaming so you Waddle? Just pulled the, see, I just did it. it you're blaming the Waddle down. now? Yeah. I'm not blaming Waddle. You're blaming Waddle. I'm I blaming just heard Waddle. You blame Waddle. That's exactly what I'm you blaming, just yeah, did. See, look. Look at, look, at, look at how much taller I look now. Yeah, you messed it all up. No, I look great now. Uh, you have the height advantage. Yeah, I'm good now. I'm Your sick. torso looks a little small still. I yeah. don't think you look any taller. It might look shorter. Lift some weights, man. How is that going to make me taller? This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Ever used a screwdriver before? Yeah, and Eric tried to Who do it too. And it doesn't driver like well, that. I was trying to get a better angle of it. I had, it, I was using it normally. I don't and then know. I, you, you had a, you had like a grip, like a backhanded grip on that. Come over to my house, see all the stuff I built. Yeah, I doubt that. Come over to my house. All the stuff that your wife built, and then you're my just standing by supervising. No, no. no. <laughs> no. What have you done? No. You get delivery no. men to do all that stuff for you, Mister. No. So I come to my high-rise apartment and my multi-floor apartment. I cannot take things up the stairs. We have one floor. Hmm. No, you're Lucky not. On the, we're you're not we're on in for Greeny today here on ESPN One Thousand. I'm just saying. Did Did you guys see the way he was gripping that screwdriver? I tried the first, and then I was trying to get a better grip of it. It, it was a backhanded job yeah. that he was doing. Yeah. I was, like I was going to stab Shay, someone. It was like this. Yeah. <laughs> was after tra- I tried it the was, first way. He's trying to. He's tell, not a very handy guy. Tell, every, tell, uh, tell everybody that I tried it that way the first time. What are it, they trying is, to film is, out here? Is the microphone uh, limp still? Or yeah, because the, because the uh, flathead was too thick. Okay. So so it's not good. You're still. No, it's fine. It's just listen. See, hear that? You hear that? I hear something. I'm just saying, man. All right, Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, in for Greeny, live and local here on ESPN 1000. You can call us at 312-332-3776. You know what? I heard something yesterday that uh, it irritated me, and I want you to hear it as well. In case you've missed it, uh, Tim Anderson was on the White Sox Talk podcast with Chuck Garfine, and this took place. The plan is, you know, we know not to you know, do what we did last year, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. And, um, you know, just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from, from different angles, you know, uh, not just in the clubhouse, you know, fans as well, um, a little bit of everybody. So, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to, you know, try to try to dumb that down and get it back on, you know, pulling from the same screen with everybody, including you. Including me? What do you mean including me? Including you. What are you trying to say? I ain't got to say it, you know what? <laughs> I, I, what that, that I was questioning why you guys couldn't win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know, if you if you if you if you're a part of this and you're like and you're like one of our supporters, and you see somebody struggling, that's like you know, that's kind of like uh, you know, if you see your wife struggling, you're gonna pat her on the back, right? So that's kind of one of those things. If we're under the same umbrella, I think we should all be pulling from the same screen, and not tearing each other down, um, and not tearing players down, or you know, we don't tear you down. 
So I think it's just one of those things we got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you. Yeah. You know, when you want to talk to us. So it's just kind of one of those things that we all got to be, you know, be on a positive screen and pull from the same screen. And uh, I think we can be better as a whole. Yeah. Was I tearing you down? No, you weren't tearing me down. You were just making, you was causing a lot of confusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was causing, I was, <laughs> listen, to after a, a lot. I mean, but you got to think about it. The fans listen to you. Yeah. Right. You're right. talking. We don't talk. We just play. You, no, you talk. You can talk. We don't We don't talk, though. We're in the game zone. We don't talk. They're listening to you. Right. So uh, if we're putting out positive energy, then positive energy is going to always yeah. follow us. You know what I'm saying? I tried. Yeah. I tried to be as positive as I could. Okay. It's a rough season. It's okay. We understand. Um, you know, but but don't let me go, man. It's to, you know, just continue to go out and, and play hard and, uh, you know, really see what happens. Um, so that was Tim Anderson on the White Sox Talk podcast with Chuck Garfine. Uh, they released that clip in the podcast yesterday. And when I saw that on social media, there, there's been a lot of attention to this clip. And when I watched it and I listened to it, I thought to myself, like, first of all, before we even get to the White Sox, mm-hmm. I can't stand, as a fan, someone who gets to host radio shows, but as a fan, I cannot stand when athletes blame fans for their inability to win. Yeah. Like, number one, it doesn't matter if it's Tim Anderson, LeBron James, uh, Zach Levine, whoever the athlete could be, uh, Tom Brady, you know, any athlete if you're blaming the fans for your inability to win games on any level that annoys me and then also to suggest that the fans are somehow in this like we're going to get a playoff share if you all make it to the playoffs or you win a world series like yes we're fans we support the team we enjoy the team it's our passion we we give our money to support these franchises But to suggest that we're in it with you, yeah, we'll cheer you on. But I I don't get any added benefit when you get all the money and all the riches and all the fame for winning at the highest level. So, like, baseline, when I hear an athlete Uh saying that the fans somehow are to blame in the reason a team is not successful, that annoys me. Then we can look at it and... Obviously, full disclosure, we're the home of the Chicago White Sox here Mm -hmm. on ESPN 1000 on the radio. I'm a White Sox fan. I enjoy watching the Sox, listening here on the station. We talk a lot of White Sox baseball. Nothing you or I say has anything to do with what takes place on the field. And I think as a fan, just hearing the idea that a lot of people were pulling in different directions, including the fans... What in the hell does that even mean? That, to me, is obnoxious. I I just don't appreciate, as a fan, being told that all of us as a group, that because we didn't cheer the right way, that they couldn't win at the highest level, when clearly there were flaws and problems with the team last season and many things going on, which I'm sure Tim Anderson was not happy about. I'm sure we could point to maybe the manager, Mm-hmm. We could point to different in-game situations, but it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the fan base. To me, to me, when I heard this, I just thought, like, first of all, before we even get into what went wrong with the White Sox season last year, any athlete calling out the fans for their inability to win or be successful on the field or court or whatever the case may be, that to me annoys me. 
I'll just say it. It's poor leadership, right? It's poor leadership as one of the guys that's supposed to be, now that Jose Abreu is no longer on this team, like he should be, Tim Anderson should be the one taking ownership of this team. Tim Anderson should be the one that says, hey, our leader, our voice in the clubhouse of reason, Jose Abreu, like our, like the clubhouse, like father figure is gone, right? He's an Astro now. So now it's on me to lead this team. And I feel like Tim Anderson in the past had all, has always been a guy who, when he's playing really well, he's out there, everybody loves him, swag is there, all that kind of stuff. Like he's got the chain, he's got everything, like he's flipping bats, he's doing all that kind of stuff, right? But then when the going gets tough a little bit and they enter a little bit of a skid, he's also the first one to say, well, it's you guys against us and that kind of thing. Like, don't you, if you're a leader, and I would hope this as a White Sox fan that he would do this, is you say to them, hey, no one's picking us to win this year. No one's picking us to do anything this year. They don't think we added enough. They don't think we did. Block it all out. I'm not saying go Trubisky and say, let's turn off the TVs, but use it. Use it as fuel. Use it as bulletin board material. That's what you're supposed to do. And, if, and you should never, ever, ever, take your aggression or your frustration out on the fans. The people that pay money to come to see you, the people that take time out of their day and use whatever discretionary income they have to go out there and see you play. Fans aren't booing you. That's not what this is. You think the media is against you. And if anything, I'll say that NBC Sports Chicago is partially owned by the team and therefore one of the most more generous teams with their coverage with their coverage right because of the fact that they're owned partially owned by the white Sox. yeah i mean we we carry the games here on the station i feel like we all were fair in pointing out what was going wrong last season with the team and obviously you and i we benefit from the idea if they're better uh black and abdallah on weeknights six to eight uh that time slot is taken over by White Sox baseball mm-hmm. for the majority of the summer. We're on from 6 to 6.30, walking you into coverage of pregame with Connor McKnight. We're the last ones to hand it over to the White Sox in the evenings. It's what we do. It's better for us to be able to say, hey, guess what? Coming up next is a White Sox game you got to listen to because this game matters. Yeah. But when you get to the end of the season, the team is already... You know, as Shay Norling would say, a dead team walking, mm-hmm. and they know that the season's <laughs> over, and your manager's likely to be fired, and and all this stuff's going on. You know, sometimes that's that's a tough sell, right? Yeah. Like, hey, uh, coming up next, can't wait to hear a team that's below five hundred or five hundred, but they had World Series expectations. Well, and look, I really, Tune in. I really like Tim Anderson. He makes his home here. He stays here in the off season. Like he's he represents Chicago well. And this is an unfortunate take from him going after the media and the fans. Like, I I think that I'm not saying he needs to backtrack or apologize or anything. We've seen a lot worse in this town of of athletes going after fans. It's just an incorrect take to me. There's no reason. Like, Chuck's not out there missing ground balls and committing errors and giving up leads late in games or going over for the day at the plate, right? He's Chuck, commenting Chuck Offline's also not a broadcaster who's out there torching players not left at and all. right. Like, not at all. He's giving you a really good pre- and post-game show. Mm-hmm. Like that, And if the team loses, what else are you supposed to say? You know, like, I think you would also say, hey, Tim Anderson, if you have a problem with it, 
why are your stats from last season the lowest that we've seen since 2019? You know what I mean? Like, why why was there such a dip in production? Mm -hmm. Or is that not being a good fan? Because we're pointing out actual statistical information. Is that not being a good fan? Like, that, that would annoy me as a fan that if I look at the numbers and I see that Tim Anderson's numbers are lower than what they were five years ago, the lowest that we've seen since that point. Like, what happened there? What's well, here's going the thing. on? If, if Tim Anderson is listening to us two fans He's and us not. two broadcasters uh, talking about this, the last thing you want is for fans and broadcasters to not care. Because I would rather have, if I was an athlete, I'd rather have them be upset and frustrated because I'm upset and frustrated with the way that we're playing than them not caring. You want to go back to the days where 100 people are showing up to the game like, like it was towards the end of the season? Then fine. Don't care about how you're playing. But the White Sox created something decent in this town for a while. They haven't been able to put it together in the postseason or towards the end of the season, and nothing has come of this core just yet. But it's worse to have the fans be apathetic than it is to have them be critical of your play. 312-332-3776 is the phone number. Black and Abdallah, we're in for Greeny. We'll take your calls next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Today here on ESPN 1000. Hello, Michael and Shorewood. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Michael? Hey, guys. How's it going this day? Good, man. What's up? What do you think? Well, I'm listening to all these comments about what how Tim Anderson came at Chuck Garfine, and one piece that's missing to this whole thing. You know, us as fans, we're going to support the team. We want to watch. We want to see him do well. But nobody has brought up the fact about Tim Anderson in a domestic issue, ended up destroying his hand last season, couldn't play the better part of the season. So he's not even out there supporting his teammates. But yet the fans and the media are the ones that are the bad guys. You know, I believe that's alleged. Uh, that that's yeah, why he had an alleged. injury. But I, I would say, Michael, there there's certainly, um, and I think you can – you know, Google, there, there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff that took place last season, whether mm-hmm. it was true, whether it was not. Uh, I doubt from Michael's perspective that any of that had anything to do with him. And as a fan, I don't think it had anything to do with me either. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. So there's a lot of stuff that the, the season didn't go the way it was expected to go. I just find Tim Anderson going on the White Sox Talk podcast yesterday with Chuck Harfine and suggesting that part of this is to blame the fans. That, to me, does not sit well because I am a fan, you're a fan, and I find it annoying when athletes are bad at what they do or they don't live up to the expectations or they don't win a championship and they say, well, it was all of you. You weren't pulling for us, so that's the reason it didn't work. Like I had nothing to do with your season. Nothing to do with it. No. So I, I don't appreciate... When, when any athlete does it, it doesn't have to be Tim Anderson. It's just he's the latest and he's local. So we, we're talking about There's it. a lot of stuff last year that they probably didn't want to come out the way it did, right? Anything with Tony as the manager, the, the whole thing about not running to first base. It was like, weird. Do you, yeah, exactly. And, like, I get it. If he's saying that there were mixed messages out there 
from the training staff and the coaching staff that what got to fans and we want to correct those things. There's a different way to word what he said, right? There's a different way to word and say, hey, look, a lot of the stuff you guys heard was mixed messages coming from the coaching staff that's no longer here, that was coming from the training staff that's no longer here. Like, we wanted to play hard. We were told that, like, there's a lot of things that he could have said to not say you guys, meaning you guys in the media uh, and fans, are the one twisting our narrative and twisting our message. It's fine to have the us against the world mentality. Fine. But I think that should be all of the clubhouse people all the the players the coaches the 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 folks on the payroll for the chicago white Sox against the rest of baseball look you you see what i'm saying like like i get it you can maybe you can internalize and think you know i'm gonna show them they booed us they didn't believe in us but it has nothing to do with us it really doesn't. No. Look, if you want to put the ESPN predictions and wallpaper the yeah. clubhouse with the Pakoda numbers and the projections and what Jeff Passan's going to write and what Jesse Rogers has a prediction and what even what NBC Sports has a prediction, if you want to wallpaper the clubhouse with that, so every time you walk in, you see, hey, they picked us to finish third in the division. Hey, they picked us to only win 75 games. Hey, they pick. That's fine. You can have an us versus the world mentality. Whatever you, whatever gets you out of bed and motivates you that's fine i'm not saying that but to go after the fans in the media and to say you're the reason that we are not playing well and you're the reason that we struggled at times and that the the message was mixed out there that's not the move yeah the reason uh, you didn't play well at times was you you missed the cutoff man because you didn't play well uh the base running was poor yeah uh, the team didn't hit like they were supposed to hit. No, you can't. You, could. you know, there, there, there are a lot of reasons. You, you could blame the manager. There I were, mean, there were times heck. where you'd score three runs in a five-game stretch. Like, just, that's not on me. Just say it. The manager was asleep half the time in the dugout. Like, like those are legit reasons. Yes. It had nothing to do with those sitting in the stands. No. Uh, trying to cheer you on. Blocking Abdallah, we'll be back in two minutes. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.